Hey, I'm Daniel Jose Older, one of the lead story architects of Star Wars, The High Republic, and you are listening to The Living Force. Welcome to The Living Force Podcast. Punch it. A Utini Podcast Network production. Punch it. Episode 134, Star Wars Adjacent. Shall we punch it? On this episode, a new trailer announcement. Not that kind of trailer. Punch it. Our Patreon of the Week. Punch it. And the Utini crew branches out to other projects with Star Wars ties. Push it. And now, here are your hosts. Dr. Corey Helton. Eric Eilerson, Dr. Charles Hankel, and Wes Jenkins. Watch it, Utini! Hello, everyone! Welcome to The Living Force, a Utini Network Star Wars podcast where we celebrate books, we celebrate films, and tonight we celebrate all the things adjacent to Star Wars. We'll get to that more in a bit, but first, I'm your host, Eric Eilerson. Joining me tonight is the full complement of characters that I just miss every day we're not doing the show. And starting off is Dr. Corey Hilton. Hey, dude. What up, what up? How are you guys doing? I'm, uh, you know, I'm pretty wore out. I'm trying very hard to get my trailer done, which uh, I'll give you guys an update here in a little bit. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited to be here. Monday night, I got my, I got my beer. Yes, ready to sir. talk about stuff. You know, here <laughs> and talking about stuff. That is what we do. Oh, did you guys? Uh, did you guys like my intro for the podcast last week? That it was, was great. incredible, so, y'all. If Andy you're video only, if you are video only, we love you. We love hanging out with you and love looking at our faces. That's fine. Go to your podcast provider and listen to Corey's edit of the episode last week. Because every week, Matt Davenport, our amazing editor who took a vacation, he edits. He puts these custom intros in. It's beautiful on the audio podcast. Corey was a day late. Um, editing it and decided to do a bit. It was hilarious. If nothing else, go listen to that 15 seconds. It was great. But before you listen to that, gaze your eyes on the golden Madonna that is Dr. Charles Hankel. Hey, dude. Oh, hey, what's up? I'm excited to be here. I'm excited for this topic, Star Wars Jason, where we discuss all the Jasons <laughs> from throughout Star Wars history. Um, That's right. That's it. No, in all seriousness, I am stoked for this episode. Corey said it was a bad idea, so it's going to be one of our best ones yet, and I'm excited <laughs> to get into it. That is how it goes. Um, and by that Ooh. logic, the worst idea, the ugliest idea in the world would have to be Wes Jenkins, because it's the opposite. Hey, weird. Um, yes, I'm also excited for tonight, because I don't know where this conversation is going to go. Um, Eric had explained it to me to uh, give my... Uh, give my examples of some Star Wars adjacent creators and actors, and uh, I didn't really. I needed more interpretation. I needed more explanation. I didn't ask for it, so I just put my own thoughts down, and we'll see what, <laughs> how that goes. So um, it's also Astros Red Sox night. So um, <clears throat> I was wondering, all uh, all's fair in uh, in love and war, and I hope the Astros win uh, the next three games. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see how that goes, and that's why double monitors are for folks when we're recording. Uh, West, that's just fine. Uh, and so to everyone else, welcome in. We see a bunch of people in the chat. Hello. Hope you're all doing well. And like we were saying, this Star Wars adjacent episode is a celebration of the people that are either acting or write about or involved with Star Wars and the other things they do. So we're going to be talking later in the show about authors, other books outside Star Wars, maybe some actors, other films they've been in, things like that, because you know what? We love Star Wars. We would stay in this galaxy all the time. 
but every once in a while you want to shake it up but still be a little familiar. So stay tuned, we're going to tell you all about that. But before you do, make sure if you're watching us live or watching us later, you like this video, you hit that subscribe button on YouTube because y'all, we are at 1.99 thousand subscribers, which means we're almost at 2k. Uh, we're we're going to be a really average basketball video game very soon. So, very excited for that. Um, helps our analytics. You're all very lovely. Another thing we want to say at the top here is a giant congratulations to two Star Wars creators, Mr. Daniel Jose Older and Brittany Williams, who wrote in, the, from a certain point of view, Empire Strikes Back, because they had a baby last week. He's a dad. Congratulations. Dad, hey, Daniel dad, Jose Older. Um, had a little Jedi of their own. Everyone's doing well. So, massive congratulations on welcoming a new addition to your family. Uh, we hope that you indoctrinate them in the films as soon as possible. Which I guess, guys, let's let's ask that question. What do you guys think is the proper age nowadays? If you're going to have a kid in this world, what's the, when do you start doing Star Wars? I'm going to be playing Empire as the baby is born. Osmosis! <laughs> Excellent! Love that. Imperial March. Uh, Good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why not as, as soon as possible? See, I, even before... Like put the the little uh, like headphones on on the mama's belly oh, and then just play like yeah. like the baby Star Wars uh, music. I, I think great. it's different. It's different for us maybe than uh, the answer was for us when we were kids because there's a lot right. of awesome gateway stuff now mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we didn't necessarily have. I mean, I think you yeah. can start you can start rebels and stuff like that. I mean, That's what pretty, I'm thinking a lot of people start rebels now. Yeah, you could start there. Honestly, I, I I've told you all before one of my earliest memories is watching empire on vhs so i mean clearly that worked for me here i am <laughs> yeah. yeah well no, i don't think there's a wrong answer i think there's a lot of pressure because caitlin and i have talked about this mm-hmm. right because you know we're probably gonna start trying to have some babies here in the next couple of years i imagine which is crazy to even consider Ooh. but oh, it's um, scary for me as well yeah yes yeah, you scary, having you kids know? not me I, I know i'm not yeah. but you having kids scares <laughs> me <laughs> yeah yeah we've, we've talked about that a lot of like of trying to figure out like is there a right way i think there's we have too much pressure i think to make it be right right i think it's one of those yeah. things you just have to kind of like just do or whatever and i don't know like a lot of my earliest memories too are around star wars so i don't really see there being a wrong answer here no, I, and we all watched we all watched the original trilogy at very young ages yeah. and like, didn't understand it at all right We're and it's like ooh, you know, i know yeah we got some good chat answers here our uh, moonflyer jumps in <clears> says <throat> that my kids are three and a half and eight and probably started around three and seven that's good nice. uh our buddy andrew bell says his daughter jumped in utero during the title crawl of force awakens so that's fun <laughs> nice, nice and caroline says <clears> that she'll be showing her niece forces of destiny as soon as she's born that's a great good, one yeah. too shorts Love that. Um, and hey, if you are a prospective parent or just know anything about kids, or if you know nothing about kids, leave us a comment, tweet at us, put us up in Discord, let us know. How are you going to start kids on Star Wars? Very important. Uh, speaking of our Discord, we currently, in our High Republic channel, have a daily bracket that's going on. If y'all have been in our Discord for a while, you know there was a bracket challenge where we figured out our favorite High Republic <clears throat> book and character, I believe, earlier. But now, uh, our buddy Blindface is running a duo bracket we have a bunch of our favorite duos in higher republic so just a quick shout out to y'all i see it you all the work y'all are putting in all the debates that are going on we got a lot of people that are coming for orbalin which is great we got a lot of lula and zine love from the higher public adventures if you're not in there yet head into that higher public discord channel and do some voting uh because we all just want march madness to be back and we're gonna make it star wars until it is now to the update portion of the intro Corey, as you said earlier you have been 
you've been working very hard lately. Uh, there hasn't been as much Star Wars as usual in the past couple weeks, so you've had some time. What have you been doing almost 13 hours a day whenever you're uh, not at the, at the hospital? Oh, man. So, uh, I mean, you guys have heard me talk about this previously on the show. Uh, my wife and I are converting a uh, cargo trailer, like an enclosed trailer, into a camper, right? It's on YouTube. We have a YouTube channel, Doc and Mental. Um, and, uh, it's slowly coming together. We're very, very close to being done. So I'm having a, uh, I'm having a Halloween party and I'm trying to have it done by the Halloween party. Cause everybody I work with and stuff wants to see pictures and they keep asking mm-hmm. about it all the time. Right. So I got to get it done when people come over. Right. So we're like absolutely busting our tail to get it done by the Halloween party. And all I have left is like plumbing and that's kind of it. Right. So like, wow. It looks very good. You guys have not even seen an updated photo in a long time, so I'm really excited to. I'll show it off on the sh- on the on the show as soon as we get it done. But it's coming together, man. It's coming together. Well, I'm excited. I know you've been working hard on it. I'm glad it's coming together. And speaking of coming together, everyone, the Utini Fantasy Update. Everybody, it is possible that I will win this week. It's not confirmed because tonight our buddy Andrew Bell. Has Derrick Henry and Julio Jones to play left. I have A.J. Brown left to play. I'm up by 20. I'm not feeling great, but I just want to say, for our update, I might win a game. Charlie won her first match this week of the season. It's been very hard in our household in the Utini Fantasy League. And Wes, you did not. But... Hey, 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 hold on a second. (laughs) Because I am currently in the lead. Sorry, I was like, you're up by two. I I'm not, I don't think I'm up by two. I think I'm up by like point eight points. Yeah. <laughs> and Emma, friend of the show, <laughs> or mm-hmm. Cosmic Force host, she has the Bills defense tonight, and that is it. So I need the who are they playing? Tennessee. Tennessee. I need Tennessee to have a blowout victory against against the Bills. The, the best team in the, the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, fingers crossed. But if, if if they can do that and only throw touchdowns to A.J. Brown, I'm in. Okay. Um, there's our UTD fantasy update. It continues just to be just to be an emotional roller coaster, but that's why we love it. We want to say a thank you to our lovely Patreon community. And this week, we got three new patrons. Rebecca, Tyler Hayes, and Tyler Latour, who is on our monthly Alliance High Command, which just shot us past our next Patreon level and almost to the... Next one, it's an insane amount of support uh, that you are giving. We love you so much, and we wanted to give some updates on these goals that we're, we're going to find time to do. By the end of this month, we will be recording an Attack of the Clones commentary, just like our Phantom Menace one. This will be audio only. We'll be releasing it in the podcast feeds. Additionally, we will be doing, because you voted on it, a Rogue One video commentary, uh, where you'll be able to watch the four of us as we are on this show, watching Rogue One and giving our commentary about it. Uh, and you'll get to see what Corey looks like as he watches his favorite Star Wars film, which I think is uh, really what we all needed here. So keep your eyes open for that. Attack of the Clones is going to be recording, I believe, on October 29th. We've set Rogue One will be after that. And we want to hear from you, actually. What other goals do you as patrons of Utini, of the Living Force, of Legends Look Back, the Cosmic Force, everything we do, what would you like from us uh, when we hit these amazing goals? Because we want to thank you for the support, and we want to make sure we're giving you what you want. So hit up our Patreon manager, Timothy, through Patreon. Go into our Patreon channels on Discord. We'd love to hear from you. All right. Now here's the test. Charles, are you back yet? <laughs> Can you hear us? 
I can hear <laughs> Probably you. not. Can you hear, oh, you can wait. hear us? Oh, yes. we can yes. hear you. Can we see you? No. Nope, just just a black him. screen. That's all right. <laughs> um, well, while Charles figures that out, we do have a patron of the week. I will do my best horrible Charles impression uh, to read it for us. Let me let me get in the character real quick. <clears throat> hey, it's Charles. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that was terrible. Wait, Charles is back. Charles is back. We have a visual. We have a visual. We have a visual, yes, we I do. see them. Re- I found them. Repeat, I found them. This is Rogue <laughs> 2. <laughs> oh, All am right. I back? Yes, you're, pretty, you're back. You're, and your pretty poo background is gone. I was just <laughs> uh, right. alerted that my internet connection is unstable. Thank you, Zoom. <laughs> Thank you, well, let's, let's, you, you don't. You don't say. <laughs> let's keep it stable enough for you to talk about our awesome patron of the week, Fern. Okay, so our patron of the week, Fern, says, Hi, I'm, I think it's uh, Feronia or Fern on the Discord, but unfortunately, I'm not very active there. It is an awesome name. Uh, Not very active there, as I'm currently swamped with the grad student life. I'm from a little suburb about an hour north of Toronto, Canada, and I got into Star Wars when I was in the ninth grade. I was working on a project and needed a movie as background noise, but it turns out A New Hope was too good that I didn't get any work done and instead proceeded (laughs) to watch the entire trilogy for the first time that day. My favorite Star Wars story is the Revenge of the Sith novelization by Matthew Stover. Yes! I think it's the most heartbreakingly beautiful piece of literature ever written. There were so many moments where I had to physically put down the book and just sit in silence and contemplate life. Jeez. Yes. Speak. Speak I still haven't read Say more. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Wes. Uh, I found out about Utini in March of this year. At the time, I was living alone in Ottawa, and the whole province had just started its third complete lockdown due to COVID. In my search for things to do in a lockdown, I discovered that Star Wars books exist. I remember trying to figure out where to start, and my Google search led me to Utini. Lost Stars was the first one I read, and since then, I've read 32 books with another 12 on my to be uh, to be red shell. Well, holy smokes! Wow. Since March yeah. of this this year, it's kind of said. Yeah, I wow, decided to support you all on Patreon because those lockdown days were rough, and listening to the Living Force and reading new books really helped me get through it. It was a little less lonely whenever I did some mundane task with a round table playing in the background. And now, commuting in Toronto means I'm flying through all the podcast shows, so the extra content is a big bonus. I've just finished the show Marvel's What If. And so my question is, if you could write an episode of a Star Wars What If show, what would your Ooh. What If be? Mine would be, what if wow. Obi-Wan never hid on Padme's ship when she flew to Mustafar? Wow. 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 Uh, this, is a, this, is, this is a fantastic ooh. Patreon message. I think, I think she set the, the news. Yeah, that is <laughs> yeah, very, very good. Very, yeah. very good. And shout uh, to I, Toronto. I love Toronto. I've, I haven't been in a long time, but it's a beautiful city. I want to know, Toronto. does she go by Fern because of Vern, or does she go by Fern always? Ooh. Yeah. And can we, call, can we call her Fernestra Rowe? <laughs> Yes. Hopefully that's yes. Okay. Yeah, I'll say yes. The, the other thing I was going to say is um, 32 books is more than a book a week. I did the math. That's incredible. <laughs> that's a lot. That's tremendous. That's, that's a, so Congrats. many books. That's too much. I feel, yeah, I feel bad about that's, complaining that's about how fast I have to read for round tables. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's All right. crazy. So that's crazy. A great, All right. Very good question. That's a great one. Um, if, if Obi-Wan never head out on Padme, I know, we don't get the duel. I know, I know what mine would be right off the bat. It's a Go. big one, though. It's not changing a small detail. What if Leia went to Tatooine and Luke went to Alderaan? 
Ooh, I that's love a fun that. one. I yeah, love I that. that. That's a fantastic one. That's a fantastic one. I mean, I love that. I love that story. And uh, what was it? Is it in, from a certain point of view, maybe where Obi Wan and Yoda are talking about like they're bickering about how yeah, Obi Wan thought it was going to be Luke and Yoda yep. thought it was going to be Leia, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's um, a it's a really good little scene. I have one immediately that I thought of while while she was or while you were reading this go. is. What if this is this is part of the Matthew Stover Ring of the Sith novelization? <laughs> what if, uh, what if Padme had gone to Obi Wan regarding the pregnancy, oh, right? Regarding yeah. Anakin being the father. What if yes. she had turned to him? Because yeah. there, there is a there is a the scene between Padme and Obi Wan in the Matthew Stover Ring of the Sith novelization is is maybe my favorite scene it's in so, any Star beautiful. Wars book ever. It is such a beautiful piece of that book and like that's like that could change everything mm-hmm. oh my god it could change everything <laughs> so uh i i wow i wish that could be a thing that's that's so good Wes, you got one off top of your head uh yes what if mace windu had been successful and his, it killed Palpatine? And killed Palpatine. Love it. That's another good one, dude. That's a very good one. I like <laughs> and, that one, too, but, dude. These are all around <laughs> Revenge of the Sith. I just want to say, everything we've said is Revenge of the Sith. That's true. <laughs> all right, but Anakin, Anakin is still Darth Vader. Here's, Anakin is here's still, another one he's for the you. last Sith. Yes, I think that's true, still. What if Ben Quaternero's pod racer worked? <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> shut up, Charles. It is the fastest. Remember, we looked, we looked it up. It's the I'm fastest shot. He would have won. I could do this um, all night. We should have a whole show like this. <laughs> That's I a think fantastic we have idea. Charles, Star Wars write it down. Um, <laughs> have we I done say, that? Wow, we've had yeah. too many episodes. I don't even remember. I think Let's do it again. My, uh, <laughs> I mean, my default is what if Padme survived? I think that's a... That's a great one um, that we've talked about a lot before. I think that's kind of the biggest what if in all of Star Wars, technically. Um, yeah. Uh, because even if the duel happens, if Padme is the one that's leading the resistance and then she has to fight Vader later, like 30 years, I think that's fun. Um, <laughs> I have another good one. What if Padme joined Anakin on oh. Mustafar? Oh, and they do yes. rule together. <laughs> and they rule together, and Padme helps outsmart Palpatine in the government while Anakin leads the military. Dude, we need to have a Revenge <laughs> of the Sith. A Revenge of the that... Sith themed what if episode. Right. That's what we should do. There's so many important plot points that happen in that film. Okay. All oh, right, I got man. one I got one last one to get. This is a one that's been talked about online by a bunch of different people, but I think just for pure story, what if um, Ben Solo had lived? Either if if Ray dies or if they both come back. I just love the <clears> idea <throat> of him coming back, and that story is <clears throat> and not not about the like it sucks because it didn't happen. Like purely for a what if, I think that's a really interesting story of the su- the last the son of Solo. Leia's gone, Han's gone, Luke's gone, and he just has to kind of face everyone. I think that's mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, but yeah, write that down. We are absolutely going to do another what if episode because <laughs> yes. that's that's already the most fun I've had in a long time. Uh, so thank you, Fernesta Rowe. Uh, you're the best. You're the bomb.com. Let's jump into a Star Wars <laughs> Weekly Roundup. All right. A quick Star Wars Weekly Roundup because we're already going to go long. Um, three <laughs> things from this past week I want to tell you all about. Uh, the first is featured on utini.com. Uh, we, our very own Meg Dowell, wrote an article about the first excerpt from Thrawn Ascendancy, Lesser Evil. The third book in the trilogy was released this week. It's a memory chapter that shows Thrawn meeting Thras, um, who we know is dead in the modern day, and as far as these books go. But the memory talks about their first meeting. It's really freaking awesome. 
Uh, and just today on Twitter, our very own Tom over at Del Rey did a thread about the design process on the covers for Throne Ascendancy Trilogy. If you want to check that out, that book is coming up very soon. And on November 15th, Tom is actually going to talk to Tim Zahn all about Thrawn. Uh, the same as the Ronin interview that happened last week with Emma Candon. There is going to be put on by Mysterious Galaxy. It's going to be the bookshop that puts it on. They're going to have signed book plates available by Timothy Zahn. And unless you're going to cons, it's not always as easy to get stuff signed by Timothy Zahn. So definitely check that out both on the Mysterious Galaxy Twitter and the Del Rey Twitter account. Uh, so you can go to that November 15th and get your Thrawn Ascendancy Lesser Evil book there. And third of all, I told you I was going to be expedient, guys. Hope you're proud of me. Um, <laughs> this, da -da -dum, we have a little mini book review. Uh, let's see, last week or so, uh, publishing schedules got a little weird, right? We got a nice little uh, small higher public release, which is this. Uh, this is the Star Wars Higher Republic Showdown at the Fair by friend of the show, love of our lives, George Mann. Uh, he got to write in the Higher Republic, and this is basically, above all, a sticker book. You Look know. at those stickers! Look at Buryaga! <laughs> Look at Buryaga, like the that, sticker! I like, that, I like that Jedi shirt. That should be a t-shirt for sure. Yeah, right? These are all amazing. Um, but this is an illustrated uh, book about kind of what happens in the beginning or no, the middle, I guess, of the Rising Storm uh, with the Nile attack on Valo uh, with their High Republic Fair. It really centers around our buddy Buryaga. Look how cute he is. Look how happy he is. And um, that's he exactly looks, it. Looks like he has no tangles. Uh, <laughs> he does. And that was those tangles are beautifully illustrated by uh, Peter Antonson, who's done the art for the previous uh, children's book, who did that's the it. art for A Test of Courage. A Race to Crash Point Tower. So if you're looking for that same visual language, it's very much the same. This thing, I think it's like seven bucks on Amazon. Um, it's like, a, it's a beautiful little, like, it's definitely meant for younger audiences. But for us fans of the High Republic that want more visuals, it shows, like, all these amazing ship designs. Like, these are the Tegruda ships that mm. come at the end of the day in the Rising Storm. Like, we've never seen those before. And they all get put in this book. There's tons of stickers you can decorate however you want. It's got, like, a very small chunk of what happened in the book. So if you got younger readers that maybe aren't ready for things like The Rising Storm, because let's be honest, I'm an adult and I was not ready for The Rising Storm. Um, right. This is a great alternative to keep them in the story. And, of course, to get all these stickers of, like, look at that. And, well, I'm backwards. Of, of Bell <laughs> and Ember, of Stellan, of the Innovator. Um, just all kinds of cool, fun stuff. It is an interesting choice. It is an interesting choice. You have to admit, you, you have to kind of picture them being in that meeting and being like, Hey, you know, that massacre that happens in the rising storm, hear me out. <laughs> <Sticker book. laughs> and they're like, Hey, who is really screwed up in the head, but also has a really adorable, <laughs> loving soul. George Mann, yes. who has written some absolute <laughs> horror and has also written some glorious children's stuff. So, George did a great job kind of con consolidating all that down. It's very fun. Go pick it up for the kid in your life or get it for yourself and put the stickers on your computer. You know, who's to say, go check it out now. And, of course, if you're looking to buy either that or any of the upcoming books like Throne Ascendancy, Lesser Evil on November 16th, that's just a month and it's over 500 pages, or The High Republic Fallen <laughs> Star on January like that's directed 4th, towards me. It's directed <laughs> towards myself because i got to review that thing and I've, not, I've barely started um, go check out our new releases page over on Utini. Uh, you can get that from any bookseller you want. We got affiliate links for Bookshop, for Books A Million, and for Amazon. Um, 
Support local if you can, but we all understand. All right. Next up, we're going to take a quick break, but we want to say before we do, uh, if you are reading any Star Wars books, if you're reading Ronin especially, make sure you go to utini.com and leave us some book reviews. Uh, we do not have any user reviews for Ronin yet, so if you've finished or when you do, you may be the first. Look up your book at utini.com, go to the book details, scroll down to the bottom, add that star rating, add that user review, and let us know what you think. All right. Star Wars Adjacent, maybe the worst SEO title we've ever had for an episode, but maybe the most fun concept. Um, <laughs> so this, this was actually, i got to shout out Charles. This was Charles's idea. Um, because we were talking um, during our, our interview uh, with Emma Candon, and we realized, oh, she has this book coming out, The Archive on Dying, that was the, the manuscript that got written to get them the, uh, the Ronin job. And we're like, oh, we can't wait for that book. And then we're like, wait a minute. Every Star Wars author or actor has that thing, has that other book they're writing, has that other movie that they're doing that's not Star Wars. So mm-hmm. let's take some time. Let's highlight those. Let's celebrate those. And maybe throughout this episode, we can show you all uh, some things that you can read. Uh, but maybe, you know, finding new authors is hard. So you like our Star Wars work? Let's see what we can find outside it. So I gave you all a homework assignment this week. I said, do like three-ish things that you love that aren't Star Wars. That are created, or are uh, related, rather. Um, and let's kind of see what happens. So, do you guys want to jump in and, and see if any of this is any good? And if we burn in flames? <laughs> sure. No, nah, not yeah. really. I think we should just stop the show now. All right, Corey's on the show. Just so, can it. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm going to start us off. We'll go into Ron Robbins style. Uh, the first one for me I want to talk about is one of my favorite writers. Uh, I found this writer out through Star Wars, and I have followed their career ever since. And that is Chuck Wendig, who wrote the Aftermath trilogy with Aftermath, Aftermath Life Debt, and Aftermath Empires End. And then he uh, wrote the book Wanderers, which is a dystopian epic that I really love. But I lent out my copy, so I couldn't show it on the show. But I want to show off the Book of Accidents, which is a book by Chuck Wendig. Um, It is a modern-day set horror Kind of, yeah, horror book. I'll say it's a horror book. Uh, so if you're in spooky season, this book chronicles a family, uh, and it goes to Pennsylvania, where Chuck is from, and they deal with, like, generational family trauma uh, with a little side of supernatural bits mixed with some serial killers and a little bit of magic. And if you like Chuck's writing style, I know, it's a, that's my one-sentence Was pitch that I'm it? trying to come up with. That's it. <laughs> that's my one-sentence pitch. Um uh, if you like Chuck in the Aftermath books, which I know is stylistically very difficult, it's very polarizing. Um, he does a lot of like choppy dialogue. Um, it's not your typical kind of Star Wars prose. That style is not as intense in Book of Accidents and Wanderers, but it is still very prescient. So if you're like, oh, I really like that style, but since he doesn't write Star Wars anymore, where can I get that? I would highly recommend Wanderers and the Book of Accidents. Now, I don't think any of you guys have read any of these two books. Is that right? Never. Uh, no, no, no. I that's have a not big read book, either man. one of those books. It's a thick. A this is way of, shorter than Wanderers. A lot of accidents. It was hilarious. Yeah, this is this is this is Wanderers, right? Yep, yeah, that's Wanderers right Correct. there. That was the came out a couple years ago. It's like eight hundred and something pages, and there's a sequel coming out next year. And I'm like, I should reread. And then I laughed, and I laughed, and I laughed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but but this short little baby is only five hundred and twenty-five pages. Um, okay. And to this day, I don't know how I found time to read this this year, um, because I'm pretty sure there's a new Star Wars book since I've started this sentence that's been released. Don't don't tell Fern about that. She'll have it read by the end of the show. <laughs> <That's exactly laughs> <it>. <laughs> 
That tickled me. Um, <laughs> but for people that like Chuck's Star Wars work, um, if, you're, if you are follow Chuck Wendig on social media or have read a Star Wars book, you know about his political leanings. They're very clear in his books. So if you do not necessarily align with Chuck's beliefs, you're probably not going to like his writing. Um, he's pretty left-leaning, um, way more in Wanderers than in Book of Accidents, which is kind of more just about straight, straight family um, horror stuff. If you are bothered by, like, an overabundance of gore or like kind of mental trauma involving like parents and things like that. <laughs> Maybe stay oh, away dude. from this. I mean, you know, trigger warnings are important, right? Uh, if, you're, this one. if you're not a big fan of knife fights, you know, that lead to entrails on the floor, maybe skip this one, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean. But if you want a good spooky season read, because we're still in spooky season, right? Definitely pick up the book of accidents. Uh, you will like that if you like Aftermath series. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's what I got for my yeah, first so- one. All right, so I, I have all of them pulled up, but because I'm using Google Chrome, the tabs are all very small. <laughs> so I don't know which one is which. Unless you want me to, I have to let's cycle through. Let's just go to the, let's just go to the, the next one. Let me just, I'm just going to pick one at random and just whoever is. is I like in. it. So just, to, like just it. to clarify a little bit, like we talked about Star Wars adjacent. I mean, you kind of introduced it already, Eric, but like mm-hmm. Star Wars adjacent is like, I don't know, connected to Star Wars by like one or two degrees of separation. Yeah, it's right? the Kevin so Bacon like, game. What's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Kevin. I was gonna say, what? Who is that? What's the thing that they do? It's it's the Kevin Bacon thing. Yeah, yeah you're right. Six so. degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yeah, right. So we want to pick stuff that was kind of loosely connected to uh, to Star Wars. So um, I have I have one. I'll I'll do mine too. Great. Here, um, this is probably my wise favorite. Yeah, movie. Uh, is, uh, is Moulin Rouge right? So. Uh, Moulin Rouge is a, let's see here. I have the, I put some notes in here. I said, uh, uh, it's, it, this is the description from Wikipedia that I pulled earlier today. It follows a young Elish, Elish. Wow. I've, I've been drinking guys. <laughs> it follows a, You're a, follows doctor, a young English poet, Christian, who falls in love with the star of the Moulin Rouge cabaret actress and courtesan Satine. Right. So this stars Ewan McGregor as Christian and Nicole Kidman is Satine. So this is why we don't have the Obi-Wan Satine story, guys, because it's already been written and this is it. Oh, uh, this is like my wife's favorite movie ever. It's a musical. So if you're not a big fan of that, you might not like it, but you, you will be. Guys, you will be. Holy smokes, that dude can sing. Holy he's hot. Crap. He's so hot. He's he not is. Is hot. He's so hot in this movie. It's insane. Yeah, he this this movie has got like a lot of sexuality vibes. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's the Moulin Rouge, right? I mean, it's it's like it's it's very like there's a lot of innuendo jokes. Mm-hmm. Like, it's 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 really fun. It's a fun musical. I would love to see it live. Um, yeah, because it, it, it just got a. I think it won some Tonys. It just got a um, a Broadway stint last year, and I think a buddy of mine from college actually worked on it. So, well wow. done, nice. Jacob, if you're listening. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a fun movie. Highly recommended. Great call. Um, if you're if and, you're going through a breakup, I wouldn't recommend it. It's a, <laughs> because it 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 hits a little hard if you're I don't know hypothetically in college, a little drunk, going through a breakup during the summer. <laughs> hypothetically, if that's when you watch this for the first time, maybe it hits a little hard. I mean, that's good advice. Oh, <laughs> can I can I tell you something? Um, probably yeah. unsurprisingly, the majority of my list of Star Wars adjacent things tonight has to do with Ewan McGregor. Because I love Ewan McGregor. Excellent. Um, I also happen to love musicals. I really do. I have never seen this movie ever in my life. Really? Charles! Wow. Yeah. Is that a Patreon goal where we watch Moulin Rouge with Charles? <laughs> I, we, I just watched I've never seen it either, but I don't think y'all are surprised if, if at we, that. 
If we watch Moulin Rouge as a Patreon goal, we have to do it dressed in drag. 100%. Absolutely. Oh my God, Enough, guys, man. that's what we're doing on our vacation together. We're going to get drunk and watch Moulin Rouge. <laughs> oh my God. You laugh, but that oh, might happen. That is... <laughs> yeah, I know. Come on, man. It's amazing. It's so fun. Fun. Here's another little interesting thing about this. Uh, when Caitlin and I first started dating, we were in college, and Caitlin had never seen any of the Star Wars prequel films. And her her first exposure to, I was like, I was, and she was like, oh yeah, you and McGregor is in Star Wars two, and I was like. <laughs> Two? Also, uh, well. what? <laughs> no, that's not how this works. So yeah, she. Awesome. I showed her Star Wars. She showed me Mulan Rouge. We watched it in college. Oh yeah, and that's one thing I, I also wanted to say as we go through these. We'll say uh, if we came to Star Wars first or these first. So that's always interesting to see how you know people from that. Caitlin, I think is, I guess probably not as unique as we think from that. Um, but that's that's awesome. Ah. Oh! I don't yeah. watch that movie again. All right. What's All next? Right. All right, here we go. Next Spin one. The wheel. Here we go. Spin that wheel. Dune. Dune. This? So this is this is mine. And I, I put this last, but I'm glad we're doing it first. Not really. All right, so Dune is one of the, um, I guess you could say one of the uh, creators. So I'll say Frank Herber is one of the creators that um, I got into after Star Wars. So oh, it, sure. I don't think Dune really has anything to do with Star Wars itself, but it's a sci-fi, like one of its own, um, one of its own fandoms. And um, when I was looking into it, I mean, I would always see uh, these uh, reviews saying it's the best science fiction book ever written. Um, so I, I wanted to read it. I bought it probably <laughs> a year ago. Um, I still have it. I I have it right here. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's super crisp. Oh, hasn't even been opened. Thick yeah, that makes, it is. Lot, or that makes the book of accidents look like nothing. <laughs> it does. Not not really. Also, it's actually it's six hundred and God. it's like six hundred and forty pages. But there's like another hundred hundred or so of like appendix yeah. and like it feels like twelve hundred if that helps as you're For reading sure. it. And so um, I picked up the audio version as well. Uh, Twenty one hours two minutes <laughs> and it's abridged. <laughs> at 21 hours and two minutes. So, uh, dude, I saw I saw a, I saw a tweet this week that said that said that I work. It said something like I work at a bookstore. And I just want to say the only people who buy Dune are people who want to flex on other nerds. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, I bought it go. last year. I can I, I can I can. Yeah, I did too. I listened like when they when we got the first like teaser trailer or whatever for Dune, and we found yeah. it's gonna have Oscar Isaac in it and stuff. Wait, like, there it is. Star Wars um, Jason, Oscar Isaac. Bam. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, All Star right. Wars Jason's in the <laughs> is in the film. Yeah. Um, when I picked up uh, I picked up the audiobook too. I didn't realize it was a bridge. I listened to I shit you not two hours of the audiobook, and I looked at Caitlin. We were on a long car ride. I looked at Caitlin. I was like, Do you have any idea what the hell is <laughs> happening in this book? And she goes, No, I've been wanting to say this for an hour. So we we turned. It off because I've never listened to two hours. That's a, like a film. I never listened to two hard. hours of a book and so, still not had the slightest idea what the hell was going on. It so is I stopped. eerily I, I similar. So it's up. like a wasteland planet and it has mm-hmm. to do with spice. So I mean, there's some similarities there. Um, but yeah, I've never seen the movies. I haven't seen the 1984 version. I'm probably not going to watch the new version until I read this book. Um, and then I've never. There's like four other adaptations of the book, like mm-hmm. Children of Dune, yeah. and then. Um, these a, other ones universe. afterwards, yeah. So I already have two tickets bought for next weekend. Okay. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Wow. <laughs> so I, I can't wait to start reading it. I was actually going to read it on uh, starting on vacation, but I'm going to read uh, Ronan first, and then once I'm done with that, then I might break it open. So 
Yeah. Who's to say? I like For it. Dune. Nice. Uh, Charles, I think this is one of yours, right? <laughs> yeah. This was one of my honorable mentions. Um, <laughs> but but I'm going to uh, – let's talk about it because uh, you can probably already tell if you're watching the video, this is – Jingle all the way. This is the movie poster for Jingle <laughs> all the way. Um, the Star Wars connection is that Jake Lloyd plays Arnold Schwarzenegger's son in this movie. Um, Sinbad is also in this movie. It is. That's Jake yeah, Lloyd. It's totally Jake Lloyd. And, I'm looking uh, for a Turbo Man doll. I'm looking for a Turbo Man. Um, yes. So this movie is fantastic. If y'all have never seen this, we're getting into holiday season. It is so much fun. It's basically it Arnold Schwarzenegger forgot to buy the turbo man action figure for his son turbo man is like superman in this universe Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh so he goes on like a last minute shopping spree to try to find this thing and he (laughs) ends up in this vendetta with sinbad who plays a mailman uh who's also trying to get a turbo man doll he it's it is so funny it's one of my favorite it's like one of those christmas movies that's not like super super christmasy i guess but it's still a ton of fun uh, I watch it's it so every fun. year it's one of the, without uh, without doubt. It's one of the most fun Arnold Schwarzenegger movies by far. Yeah, and I will yeah. say, I, I learned everything I know about business from Arnold Schwarzenegger in the beginning of that film because he's like, <laughs> and yes, you're my favorite customer. And remember, and then he's you're like, my he's number like one customer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, talking, he's talking to his wife yeah. and she's like yelling at him for working too hard or whatever at the beginning of him. She's like, you have to get the turbo band. The uh, action figure, or whatever. He's like, he's like, yes. And remember, you're my favorite customer. Oh wait! <laughs> then she hangs up on him. I'm just like, <laughs> it makes me laugh That's every it. single time. They hand, they hand Sinbad, they hand Sinbad the the sidekick. He's like, nobody wants a booster, booster? doll. Nobody wants booster. There's another Star Wars connection. <laughs> oh my gosh, Booster Tarek from the oh, X Wing yeah, series. That's a good one. Turbo oh, Man's sidekick's name one. is Booster. Uh, Booster. Booster. But also, like, in, funny, it's very, dude. obviously because of a lot of, like, sad life reasons, we never quite got a lot of Jake Lloyd's career uh, because of all the horrible things that went down with him. Dog freaking <laughs> out. That? Talk more about <laughs> Jake Lloyd. What was that? Okay. <laughs> there there uh, actually was okay. just recently a really interesting um, little documentary that I sent, actually, in the Slack to everybody. I don't know if y'all had a chance to watch it. It was, like, 15-ish minutes. And it was a documentary about one of the other kids who lost out to Jake Lloyd uh, to play young Anakin Skywalker and kind of what happened with his life. And he actually writes uh, children's books now. But that was actually an incredible little documentary. Really? It was is that like the primary process. idea of the of the documentary? Yeah, that he no, it's out to Jake Lloyd. It's, it's the. Whole, I mean, it basically follows what how did it shaped his life. What did it mean to be up for that role? What did it mean to lose that role? And like looking back, kind of what are his feelings on it? Seeing what happened with with Jake Lloyd, and it's it's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Awesome. Well, jingle hmm. all the way. You got some Jake Lloyd love in your life. Yes. <laughs> all right. What do we got next, Corey? Uh, I think this one is one of yours, maybe? Question mark? Is this yours? No. It is absolutely not. That looks like a Wes. That is Wes. This is this is from the 1984 movie Dune. So this is another oh, okay. Dune, so Dune adaptation. I mean, it looks it this looks science fiction 100. percent Look at the lady in the back. She's giving that like Bastila death stare that uh, that that Jared talks about in the uh, in the live. Oh show my god! Commercial. Yes. <laughs> Great. But, so that's what Dune yeah, that's looks like Dune. if you want to watch the the old one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. All right. What's next? Right, well, <laughs> let me take another one. Yours. This one's also yours. This Wes, is right? mine. Yes. Yeah. So this is um, Steven Spielberg's. Jurassic Park. So this has 
definitely has ties to Star Wars already just because Steven Spielberg and George Lucas are such great friends. But um, <clears throat> why I really put this together was because of a man named Dennis Murin. And he is one of the um, he's one of the visual effects artists. He's a uh, he's he was basically the supervisor on uh, a lot of the films that he worked on, mm-hmm. and he worked on the CGI for the dinosaurs um, of Jurassic Park. And this movie <clears throat> came out in 1993, and they did not um, they were going to do like stop motion kind of, but once they saw Dennis and his team put this together, mm-hmm. um, they decided like this is the way to go. We're going to do this CGI, and this is what influenced George Lucas to start creating the prequels. It's true. He said, hey, the yeah. technology has come along far enough, and we can see it in these in Jurassic Park that we can start doing the prequels to Star Wars now. We can put this mm. together through CGI. Wow. So Dennis wow. Murin cool. is the is kind of the, the Star Wars one, adjacent um, person that I, that I added to that. He, did, um, he, actually, he had cameos in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, too. So, um, oh, oh really? Another, yeah. George Lucas esque and Steven Spielberg, and then he also is in Star Tours. He has a cameo <laughs> somewhere in Star Tours, which is funny, but yeah, that <laughs> that is awesome. wild, dude. And of course, that's I, fantastic. I, have you guys? Have you guys? Have you guys watched Jurassic Park in the last couple of years? Yes, <laughs> I watched it every time. It's amazing, yeah, mm-hmm. probably a few dude. Years I watched. Ago. I watched it when they put it on Netflix, like a yeah. year, like last year or something. And holy smokes, that movie holds up so well. So that's oh my that's God. another so cool. one that I watched an interesting video on that was dissecting why were those movies so awe-inspiring and why do they hold up? And even actually mm-hmm. compared to the new Jurassic Parks that they did with Chris mm-hmm. Pratt. And it was talking about the yeah, angles. Yeah, exactly. But it was talking about the <laughs> angles that they use to film, like the dinosaurs themselves, and how they always yeah. are like yeah. from below. They make them feel massive, and a bunch of the new movies yeah, are yeah. more wide shots, and like it doesn't have that same feel to it. Yeah. So it was like, really expertly shot, let alone all the CGI. Yeah. yeah, it's it's the movie I think of when I hear when I see Steven Spielberg's name. It's the Same. movie I think yeah. of because there's just there's so much really incredible movie making to that film. Like it's so good. Like my favorite one of my favorite movie making facts ever from Jurassic Park is how they made the T Rex the water when it you know the famous mm-hmm. scene, arguably the f- most one of the most famous shots in all of cinema is the water. Like that spiral that happens in the cup when the T Rex yep. is like, yeah. like, like yeah. walking or whatever, and and they they talked about like I saw there was like a, a whole docu series or something I watched just about like the cinematography in in Jurassic Park, and it talked about that they they tied a string to a pin that's attached to the bottom of the struck uh, of the cup like a guitar string, and they pluck it. it, and that's how they that's how they oh, got the wow. water to do that thing, yeah. That's so and cool. like like the guy that the guy that created that I forget who it was. It might be who you're here talking talking about west but the guy that created that he literally ex- he, he he said he tried like 150 different <laughs> experiments to try to get yeah. some cool water shot and i mean it paid off because it's one of those famous shots in cinema you but, say you say wow. arguably the best scene in that movie but i i think it has close i think it's close to the time the attorney gets eaten when he's sitting on the shitter by the yeah. that's a great one <laughs> You gotta go. You gotta go, Wes. Yeah, I wanted. To, I want to shout out uh, Cheryl in the chat. Brought up something really great uh, that I watched recently. Uh, if you are on Netflix or have someone's Netflix account, there's a show called The Movies That Made Us, and there's a Jurassic Park oh, episode. Yeah. It's incredible. You learn all about these guys, all about the ILM. They go in the old ILM offices, 
and you meet like the one guy that basically wasn't supposed to be doing anything or he was going to get fired, but he said, screw it, I think this can work. And he's the whole reason that we got a CGI dinosaur. Like, it's a really <clears throat> awesome thing. And of course, you see the maestro yeah. John Williams. Yes, who don't forget about John Williams. Everything. That da, da, soundtrack da, da, is da, amazing. Da. How do you it not? Is. It's so good. Yeah. It's I, I, I think I think the Jurassic Park soundtrack might be like John Boy. Williams' second best. All right, oh, all right. sure. Best, all right. Second best soundtrack <laughs> yeah, in yeah, yeah. The, his entire career. I like, like the seventy. Good. Yeah, incredible stuff. <laughs> yeah. Great, great pick, Wes. All right, all right what's next? Right, here. Uh, there's this one. This is uh, Charles and George. Charles, yeah, yes. So this this was my number two. So this is the movie poster for Jumper. From 2008, this is a film starring Hayden Christensen, and it basically, if you haven't seen this, it tells the story of a young man who discovers he has the ability to teleport, and he uses it to escape his like abusive household and go on all these adventures, and he finds that there are other people that have the same ability as him. But then he he finds out they're locked in like this ancient war with people who want to kill them because they think only God should have the power to be everywhere and anywhere at any time. And it's really good. Like, uh, actually, if you go on Rotten Tomatoes, critics rate it like a 15%, but audiences give it closer to a 50 and it's kind of like Revenge of the Sith, I think. And it came out only a few years later because there really is like a cult following. Like if you talk to people who've seen this yeah. movie, they either just hate it or they love it. And I happen to be one of those people that loves it. I had the DVD. I would watch it on road trips. Like it was one of my go-tos yeah. if I just wanted a movie on. And it's obviously Star Wars adjacent because of Hayden. But it is yes. also Star Wars adjacent because the main villain in this is Do it. Samuel L. Jackson with bleach yeah! blonde hair. Dude, he looks like Cisco. It's amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> and another cool thing about this book, or about this movie, is that it's a book. That's what I was going to say. I spoiled myself. Was it a book first? It was a book first. I didn't know that. Yeah, so you okay. could read this if you want. Um, I, I don't think I wrote down the actual info on it. Yeah, I don't think I have it here, like the author's name. I should have had that. But there are actually some sequels that follow, like the main character's kid afterwards. So, like, there's a whole book universe. If you're not a movie person and you're with us because you love reading books, you could enjoy this this story that way as well. That's that's rad. I, I remember this book when this movie came out. Because, yeah, I mean, I was in high school. as Hayden Christensen. <clears throat> it did get, unfortunately, very panned um, by most people but it is one of those movies <laughs> that got, like what panned panned what is that what does that mean panned like P-A-N? when a movie gets panned p-a-n-n-e-d you ever heard about that what? no what the hell does that I'm mean old. i don't panned? know what you're like, talking about like thrown in the pan i don't know <laughs> okay. why it's called that um, <laughs> i've heard that expression before but i do I love just that made sin. that up <laughs> <laughs> i did not uh but i do <laughs> i did not but i do love that samuel jackson was like I like hanging out with Hayden Christensen. Yeah, sure. I'll do this movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've, I've, only, I've only seen Jumper one time. I remember watching it in college and being like, I, I also picked it up because Hayden Christensen was in it, and I watched it. And this movie, I didn't think it was bad. I thought it was fun. It's a weird, fun action movie. Yes. So I think everybody has everybody has dumb, weird, fun action movies that they just love. For me, it's Independence Day. I love the Independence Day films Brave. so freaking Brave much. Day. Yeah, even, all, even, the se- even the second one with freaking, Jeff oh, wow. Goldblum is like the primary. I love yeah. that freaking movie, dude. I don't know. They're like 
they're like my dumb fun movies. But this is in that category, mm-hmm. and you know. Hot take. I didn't think Hayden Christensen was bad in this movie either. I don't think like, he's a bad actor, period. He just needs a director. No, actually, it, the one. Yeah, I think it is. I do think. Okay. Have y'all seen Shattered Glass? Have y'all seen that movie? No. I heard uh, it was. No. That's pre prequels, isn't it? Uh, yeah. It's. Uh, it must have been. Yeah. He's like, plays this guy, <clears> Stephen <throat> Glass, who writes. Apparently, I think it's based on a true story. He writes for a magazine. <laughs> I can't remember what it is. And he basically fakes all of his stories, but it was in the days of the early internet, so no one really could figure it out that he was faking his stories. Ah, but then they do figure True it anonymity. out. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, Shattered Glass. Look we that love one Hayden. up, too. <clears throat> yeah, there, there, there's another fun what if. What if Hayden Christensen hadn't been in Star Wars? Ooh, I don't like that. What, what would he have done with this career? I wonder, I wonder what, what if Nicolas Cage <laughs> What if Nicolas Cage played Aragorn? <laughs> I don't like this timeline. What's next, Corey? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this timeline. Oh man, I was reading about friggin' uh I was reading about something. What, what was I reading? Oh, in Moulin Rouge, Ewan McGregor uh he beat out Leonardo DiCaprio for the lead role in that movie. Oh, like, awesome. oh wow. He 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 was, that, he was totally one of the top Leo role. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it totally is. And the director, the director of Moulin Rouge, sorry to get hung up on Moulin Rouge. The no. director of Moulin Rouge, he also did that that really weird Romeo modern Boz Romeo and Juliet Lermis. film. Yeah. Boz Lerner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I watched the movie. They, they, they all have guns. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's such an odd, weird I like love that movie, by the way. Tibble? It's, it's yeah. super good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, exactly. Yeah. So he's the same director and Leo, yeah. Leo knew him from that movie, right? So yep. um he, he but but you and McGregor, he beat him and they, they auditioned him. They loved you and so he got the role so that's awesome. incredible because you know? leo i think i i will say i think leo is maybe the best like actor movie star in the last 20 years uh maybe 30 but yeah ewan is the perfect person for moulin rouge and for yeah. star wars all right all right here's another one of mine speaking of uh, uh moulin rouge oh, Avatar, yes! the last airbender man what? this is one of my all-time favorite TV shows. I absolutely love Avatar The Last Airbender. And I knew this, but I totally forgot about it until someone brought it up in Discord today. Uh, we should give them credit. Somebody yeah, find y'all in Discord who, were great. Yeah, whoever said that. Find whoever said that. Somebody that's not talking. Um, <laughs> this this show is one of my all-time favorite shows. Caitlin and I rewatched the whole season, like like the whole show, every all three seasons every, every year or two. And... Uh, Dave Filoni was one of the lead folks that worked on this this project. Like he he worked on this before he worked on Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Um, and I, I, I if I remember correctly, I think I remember seeing an interview or something like this a long time ago where he talked about George Lucas loved this show <laughs> and like was this is one of the reasons that George wanted him to work on Clone Wars is because of the way that like the culture and the lore was created in Avatar: The Last Airbender. And like I. I really, really enjoy this show. Especially it's our buddy Mike, by the way. It was Mike that brought it up in Discord. Oh, perfect. There you go. Yeah. Uh, also, Corey, do you know who voices Fire Lord Ozai in Avatar Last Airbender? Ooh, it's Mark Hamill, it's isn't Luke it? Skywalker, yes. man. I <laughs> forgot about that. I forgot about that. I found out that, I found out that fact like relatively recently, actually. Yeah. And man, I think I. I think the last time Caitlin and I watched it, actually, I, I thought the voice sounded familiar, so I looked it up, and now I almost. Crap my pants! Like, it was so incredible. Cool. <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, I did. Yes, yeah. Good. Yeah. Good and thing then, I was wearing diapers. Okay, it helped. <laughs> and then, of course, Dee Bradley Baker, the voice of all the clones, is the voice of Appa and Momo. If you if you watch an animated show in the last ten years and it has an animal in it, it's probably Dee Bradley Baker. 
<laughs> that's that is that is correct. That is correct. Love that weirdo. There's an interview right, where uh, Filoni talks about getting the phone call from George while working on Avatar to discuss yeah, Clone, Wars, Clone Wars, and he thought it was a a prank phone call, and like he either did or almost hung up on him because he was like, "There's no, there's <laughs> no way." Everyone that I work yeah. with knows I love Star Wars. Like that would never happen, and yeah. That's I love funny. Dave. All right, here's one of yours, Charles, I believe, right? Yes. Big oh, fish. Yeah. This is another one of my honorable mentions. Again, the theme that you're seeing here is Ewan McGregor, and I'm not surprised. But <laughs> but also, uh, I just love Tim Burton. Uh, I'm actually yeah. going next weekend. I'm going to see uh, Nightmare Before Christmas live with the Charlotte Symphony playing the track live. Oh, Yeah, I'm a big Tim Burton fan. This movie is um, l- like less Burton-esque than a lot of the other Burton because it's yeah. not really dark. It really is more lighthearted, but still very, very strange. So just quickly, because <laughs> I don't want to spend too much time on it. It is like uh, basically a, a story about an estranged father and son and the father is getting to the end of his life and his son kind of comes home to see him and his father always told all these crazy stories from his past and the son kind (laughs) of thinks they're all nonsense and it kind of recounts what all these stories were of the father who's who's uh, the young father is played by ewan mcgregor going through his life just having crazy adventures stuff that would just Mm -hmm. never happen to somebody (laughs) in a million years they're and fish stories. They're fish stories. Exactly. He, he joined, yeah, he joined, joins a circus. Yep. Yep. So all kinds yep. of crazy, fun stuff that happens. That seems unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. and it's it's incredible. Um, really, really well done. Danny DeVito's in it. Um, yeah, he is. Think, yes, there's, he is. There's, there's a, it's really great. <laughs> it really is. It's just strange, fun. Um, it will actually be a tearjerker. It's a, it, I mean, I was going to say, it's a tearjerker, dude, at for the sure. End. Weep, weep. Um, but I would highly recommend it. If you haven't seen it, if you love Ewan, he is fantastic in this. And, um, yeah, yeah, it's just great. <clears throat> you, were, you were talking um, when we were pitching this show in Slack and talking about it this week. Charles, you said that you watched Looper. It was one of those movies you used to go back on and watch over and over again. Big Fish used to be one for me, right? Like, mm-hmm. you, remember, you remember when we used to have DVD players in our cars <laughs> back in the day? Yes! In minivans? Yes. Oh, my God. Minivans. Exactly. DVD players in minivans, <laughs> minivans, right? And there yep. was always, there's the always like... There's always like a couple <laughs> movies that were just like stuffed in the car somewhere when and like you would forget to bring a movie, all right? So this is one of the movies that was like stuffed in my family's suburban and we would watch I would just put it in and watch it because mm-hmm. I didn't have any other freaking DVDs cuz I forgot to get one on a car trip, right? And yeah. I used to watch this movie on repeat, so I've probably seen this movie like 20 times. I love Big Fish. I haven't seen it in probably a decade, but it's yeah. really good. I also did not realize, literally until you mentioned it, that Tim Burton directed this film. Yeah, very. You're, I wish you're he right. Had more it like is that, honestly. It is not. Yeah, I, I do too. He's so known for his weird animation type of stuff. Mm-hmm. I wish he did more live action stuff for sure. My uh, my suburb, my back of the minivan movie. I can actually twist very vaguely into a Star Wars reference uh, because Alan Tudyk was K2S though. Was a Knight's Tale. I watched that thing. 50 times in my mom's oh, minivan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Without hyperbole. That was the one. <laughs> that and the Kenneth Branagh much you do about nothing. Those were my two. All right. I have a, I have a couple more here. I don't know what these are, so I'm just going to throw them on the screen. What ah, the heck is this? <laughs> that, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, is Chancellor Valorum, if you can, what? if you notice who that is. That's Terrence no Stamp. way. Chancellor <clears throat> Valorum, that is his character as... Uh, as General Zod in the original Superman movies. Wow. So, that, Holy that crap. Is wow. That, is- that character <laughs> freaked me out because I was very little when I was watching that, and my parents 
would turn it on. And that guy creeped me out for years and years and years just because of his slick back hair <laughs> that he had. But that was General Zod from the Superman movies. And that is Chancellor Valorum in Star Wars. So um, wow. that is quite. You, I, you know what? I knew Wes was going to deliver on this episode. <laughs> I, I, absolutely, he's so, thing. That's true. Yeah. yeah, he's so full of random movie facts. Like <laughs> that I is. swear, dude. Superman. Did, so did, the original did you know Superman. This? Did yeah. you know that was who it was? Yes, okay, it is. So you knew That's this like awesome. off the top of your head. The that original. Uh, the original Superman movie was so long they had to cut it in two different parts. So that's why he's in two different. He's in two movies. Huh. Um, but the one thing I didn't know about him, Chancellor Valorum, Terrence Stamp, is that he did voice acting for video games. So if you've ever played The Elder Scrolls Four, um, he's did a, a voice uh, character there, and he also wow. did the Prophet of Truth from Halo Three. No, that's that's, <laughs> that's, that's who that is. Yeah. Oh, is this that's just your other picture. That's right? my other picture you, in there. Sure this one, I don't this, know this guy. Yes, oh that's my God. Who that is who that is. I killed him. <laughs> <laughs> Chancellor Valorum is that guy from Halo Three. Right wow. There. So we call the vote of no confidence in the prophet of truth. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and there's this monstrosity. Oh, no. Did you want me to bring this up? Okay. Yeah, go yeah, for yeah, it, go man. Ahead. I accidentally threw it up. That's all right. That's it. all right. All right. So this here is Sir Christopher Frank Caradini Lee, or Christopher <laughs> Lee, or also known as Count Dooku in Star Wars. So he... Um, so Sir Christopher Lee is in a heavy metal band. He's in a couple of them, but he is in a heavy metal band called Charlemagne. He does voice. No. He actually yes, this is does what? rock opera or whatever, right? Yes. Yeah. He does vocals. He's had, I think he had four albums. Um, so, which is crazy, <laughs> right? He has the like, coolest life in the history of the world. Pretty that much, crazy. yes. yes. He, was, he was in the original Moulin Rouge. He um, he was in The Wicker Man, Count Dracula. He was in Hamlet yeah. in 1948. He was um, in World War II. Yeah, like yes, he was <laughs> like in the war. the war. He was a soldier, right? Yeah. Do you, do you know the story, the Saruman uh, behind the scenes story? No. There's a so a quick tangent. There's a point in, in uh, Return of the King. I know this story. Yeah, where in a deleted scene in the extended editions, which watch those instead. Come on. Um, <laughs> I don't have there's a point all. Where Saruman day, gets stabbed literally. in the back. He gets stabbed in the back um, by Worm Tongue, and they were doing some post edits, and, and Peter Jackson was like, and then it'll sound like shot when you take it out. And Christopher Lee looked at him and says, "That's not what it sounds like when you stab someone." <laughs> oh God! <laughs> and I'm like, Dooku. <laughs> I I've seen there's there's some more stuff about that about um about Peter Jackson talking to him about I forget what it what it was about about something about death and witnessing death and knowing how to act and and Peter Jackson said he didn't, he didn't really like the take that that Christopher Lee did but like how could he argue with him because this guy's actually seen death this is, right what it, is. Yeah. It, it's a, it was yeah. a whole thing Do about you think that yeah, like so. the Revenge of the Sith uh uh shoot. Christopher Lee was just like, that's not what it sounds like when you cut someone's head off. <laughs> <laughs> With two lightsabers. <laughs> that is very dark. One, of the, is very dark. one of the funny things that I saw like as a quote was he did um, he recorded <clears throat> songs for Don Quixote the musical, Man of La Mancha. I don't know if you've ever seen it or not. Mm-hmm. But um, he said, he quoted, he said, as far as I'm concerned, Don Quixote is the most metal fictional character that I know. So that's and he would know. the reason why he cre- he uh, recorded songs for that musical. <laughs> God, wow. that's great. That also, is... real quick before we get off that, uh, uh, to answer a chat, yes, Andrew, I saw that Derrick Henry just busted off a 76-yard touchdown run. 
I'm still beating you for the moment. All right. What do we got next? <laughs> All right. Speaking of World War II, excellent transition. Yes. There we right. go. Yes. Band of Brothers is one of my all-time favorite TV shows. This is probably my like second to Star Wars. I, I, I have watched this every single year for the last, God, 10 years. Decade? Seriously. Yeah. Yes, probably. Like, I, I rewatch this once or twice a year. I absolutely love Band of Brothers. I've, I've read um, at least two that I can think of. I think I've read only two. I think he has more than two. But I've read two of Major Dick Winters' books. Uh, like, mm-hmm. it's it's very, very good storytelling. I like I have the same – it's funny. I, I watch this show, and I have the same emotional reaction every single time I watch it. I cry every single time I finish the show. It's mm-hmm. so moving to me every single time I finish it. And uh, it's it's very very good and and we were talking it's funny uh, we were talking about uh, what we should talk about on the show and, and we said at the top of the show that I said I didn't want to do this episode right because I thought it was a dumb idea and and uh, <laughs> Eric and Charles and Wes were all like listen you have to talk about Band of Brothers and how much you're obsessed with that I'm like how the hell is that even connected to Star Wars so today today to be a, to be a smartass I, yep. I Google I googled Star Wars World War Two and <laughs> the first thing that freaking came up. Look at this. Look at this shit right now. (laughs) The first thing that came up was an article on StarWars.com, for God's sake, all right? From World War to Star Wars, the Clone Wars, okay? So in in this article, they talk all about Dave Filoni talking about... Uh, it's your George Lucas famous. He says in 2008, George Lucas said that the upcoming Star Wars: The Clone Wars was like Band of Brothers only with Jedi. But little did we know just how much the award-winning show would draw from history's inspiration. Uh, yeah, and then Dave Filoni goes in to talk about World War II. He goes in to talk about how like bomber planes were like the inspiration for the design of the Millennium Falcon. And this whole article is about Band of Brothers and Star Wars. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know whether to be excited <laughs> that this exists or pissed off that I've been like totally proven wrong. I- we- on this show yeah yeah it's really really crazy but i love this show i mean george lucas has said in numerous interviews that so much inspiration for the way that war is depicted in star wars is inspired by world war ii um, especially around like fighter pilots and dog fights like he, he talks about um in the original star wars a new hope like he he mirrored the way that the dog fights looked in the original star wars film after after like footage that he had found of world war yeah, II oh, to the point fights, that right? they cut so, it they cut it in like they like yeah. they inserted direct footage yeah, of world that. war ii dog fights that. and then recreated yeah. it to replace yeah <clears throat> That's right. Oh, that's yeah. right. I've, I've I've seen some of it. they they that's seen one of the documentaries where they 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 have the film and they showed that. That's yeah. really neat. And if you are um, missing Clone Wars, as we all are, obviously at this point, and you miss those, especially the clone episodes, like the like the the regs and like uh, the Umbara stuff, like I, I Band of Brothers. I'm ashamed to say it's one I still I haven't done yet. I mean, there's just so much to do, <clears> and I cannot wait yeah. for the long weekend where I just sit and absorb the lives of these men, and it's going to absolutely wreck me. Yeah. Um, but from it's, everything it's, I've heard, that's it's, the thing to do. It's, it's so unbelievably good. I mean, especially to where you get where you like. So every single episode, if you if you've never seen it, it opens with they interviewed almost all of them are 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 dead now, right? That was that were in the hundred first and hundred first Airborne Division in World War Two. Like, there's I don't think there's any surviving members now. Um, but when they filmed this series, directed by Steven Spielberg and Tom Hanks, both directed and produced this this docu or uh, miniseries on HBO. They interview the guys that they then have actors depict, and it's just so unbelievably emotional and powerful. And it's it's 
so so good and uh you know I, and when i was like going back to do some of this research too for this episode i i sometimes you know we always we always give dave filoni credit for the clone wars in a weird way but mm-hmm. like i i forget that george lucas was largely <sighs> responsible for the clone wars yeah like like he he did write most of it like right like, like i mean as far as the big picture he's like this is basically yeah. what happened like he always had right. the idea that that's what he that's how he wanted to do it he was the one that pushed for it to be a show he was in the push for it to be animation. Like he's like, this is, this is how it should go. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, George. Sure. But thanks, it, Dave. It, it, and thanks it, to everybody. It talked in it talked in this article about the Umbera arc, which we often talk oh, about yeah. as one of the best arcs in Star yeah. Wars. And George God. personally wrote the entire the entire arc. Um, it talks about that. Of he and did. like he was like all the war in that Long was inspired crowl. by specific stuff. Like so, it was <laughs> it was cool. It was really cool. Didn't they do? Uh, hey, Paul Krell. Didn't <laughs> they do like a, a second series? Wasn't it the Pacific? Yeah, the Pacific was also an HBO show. What is? It's a different film, and it also it's a different series. And it, it the Pacific is mo- much more focused on like the psychological aspect of warfare, which is, I mean, that's you know from what I I've read. A, you guys know I've read a bunch of books on World mm. War Two and first person accounts and all that type of stuff. From what I understand, seems to be like how the Pacific War was interpreted. I mean, it was crazy going yeah. against the the japanese and the in the pacific front was brutal and awful and yeah i i don't i don't enjoy the pacific the way i enjoy the uh band, band of brothers. brothers just because it's so it's too dark and heavy for me to <laughs> it puts me in a, a bad emotional state so I, I don't enjoy watching the pacific as much but you guys heard me say a couple weeks ago they are they are doing a new the, the same folks that developed both of those shows uh, in HBO too are oh, yeah. all doing a a new show that's based around fighter pilots and stuff, and I think it's supposed to come out either next year or the following year. Which yeah. to get that and Patty Jenkins' yeah. films all around Star Wars, all around uh, fighter pilot stuff, it's gonna be fantastic. So I'm jacked about For that. Sure. It's gonna be a good time. I need to pick up a new World War II book, by the way. If you guys have any suggestions, like listeners and stuff, you should email me and tell me what World War II hey, book I need to read Charlie because I'm in the mood to read one. Charlie has a great Churchill biography I'll send your way. Okay, that sounds good. He's wild. All I've, right, read, what I've read one Churchill biography, but another one will be good. It's probably still about <laughs> drinking. Uh-huh. Probably. <laughs> Cigars. All day. All right, all right, all right. Sorry, I, I went on a little No, it's good. You love it, man. I, That's what we're I'm about. I'm obsessed with Band of Brothers. All right. Oh, yeah, what this is, is me. Who's this one? This is me. So this is... um. Legend Born by Tracy Dion, and this is another one of our, uh, from a certain point of view, Empire Strikes Back authors, and I believe I talked about this a little bit when that book came out, uh, but this is a the first book of, uh, Corey's going wild now, and we can see you're just going through all these things. Oh, sorry, I did not realize that, I, I forgot, I didn't show you that I was it's showing happening. you. It's know. happening! There Jesus, it is, it's I'm all good, idiot. man. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so this is, a, this is a, a fantasy novel by Tracy Dion that is a mixture of Arthurian myth with modern day kind of like it's a college story of this this girl goes to um university of north carolina and while she's there she encounters this like realm of essentially magic that's going on there's descendants of arthurian myth that are keeping out these demons sounds like like, (laughs) yeah literally and there's there's a ton of like stuff about like the the racism of the area like tracy dion is is a proud black woman from the south that is like very much like incorporating a lot of that in um, but it's just a really awesome first book in a series. So if you're a fan of like fantasy series with a lot of magic and characters and romance triangles and all these things, it's a super, it's a fast read and there's a really fun, vibrant online community about it. Um, and it's, it was, it was interesting because we were talking about this episode, a lot of movies obviously and shows came to light, but I was like, okay, what other books have I had time to read? 
Um, and Legend Mormon was one from the initial pitch that I was so excited for. As a fan of Arthurian myth, I I mean, I read tons of King Arthur stuff as a kid. There's enough nuggets of that in here to make it super interesting. But there's so much original stuff and the action scenes and everything are just written so incredibly well that it remains fun. It remains just absolutely heart-wrenching. And it makes you very, very excited for the rest of the series to continue. So if you want another book to read and you want to get on that book talk, uh, Legendborn by Tracy Dion, I believe the second book title is being revealed in like sometime in the next month or so. So it's a sick, it's a sick cover, dude. Yeah, it's it's gorgeous. I mean, the artwork is great. Um, it is another thick, thick boy. It's like almost 500 pages, but it's a faster <clears throat> read. So if you need a little break from Star Wars and you uh, she, oh, she wrote the I should say the story about the cave. The Dagobah Cave, and from a certain point of view. So, oh, okay. Yeah, that really, like, kind of trippy one. Mm-hmm. With, like, it's that sort of writing style. So if you want some ethereal writing, a little more mystical elements to it, um, and you love the way that she wrote about the cave in Dagobah, there you go. Legendborn. Couldn't recommend it enough. Loved it. I think that was one of my favorite stories in when we did that episode about mm-hmm. the fact Paul of the Empire Strikes Back. So that was a good one. So cool. Highly recommend all right. Uh, okay, so last couple here, because I know we're going a bit long. Uh, Charles, this one you really wanted to show. Yes. Tell us about this. This, this film. was my number yes. one. This was my number one thing I wanted to talk about. Um, this is a picture for those of you that aren't watching of the Long Way Round series. But uh, what I want to talk about is the Long Way series overall, which is actually three different like uh, basically travel documentaries. Now that you and McGregor is done with his one of his best friends, Charlie Borman. And uh, The Long Way Round came out in 2004, and it was basically about him and Charlie riding motorcycles from London to New York City East, so through Russia. Whoa! Um, Whoa. Then they did The Long Way Down in 2007, where they rode from John O'Groats, which is the northernmost point of Scotland, all the way down to Cape Town, South Africa, on their motorcycles. And then most recently, back in 2020, was The Long Way Up, which was the one on Apple TV. And they went from Ushuaia, which is the southernmost point of South America, and they rode all the way up to Los Angeles, this time on electric motorcycles. It had never, nothing like that had ever been done before on an electric motorcycle. They worked with, they also used electric vehicles to bring all the filming crew and everyone Nothing Obi-Wan like that the environment. had ever been done. He does. He actually he he lives like in this place. They here's what's cool about this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna that reminded me. Watching these documentaries, you legitimately feel like you go on a vacation and an adventure <clears throat> with Ewan McGregor. Like he's just unapologetically himself with like his Which best friend. Which would be friend. your make a wish, Charles. I'm pretty sure. I watch these all the time. <laughs> I watched the long way round back when it came out. Um I've I've never even heard oh, of this. Dude, like, these are incredible. These are yeah. incredible. They're, I know for a fact they're all on on Apple TV now because they're the ones who produced Long Way Up or or paid for it uh-huh. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think you can still get the old ones on probably like Prime and and stuff like that. If I had to guess, but they are incredible. And and another cool thing about them is that again, this is a book podcast. If you don't want to watch these series, there are also. <laughs> books that you and McGregor and Charlie Borman wrote right only for the first two there's not one for the long way up yet they're not 500 pages they're probably closer to 400 (laughs) 
Um, but they're really good reads too. Um, I've read them. I've watched them multiple times wow. through. They're a ton of fun. And it just, it really does feel like you're like kind of spending quality time with Ewan McGregor, which is incredible. Wow. And, um, <laughs> that's, that's, that's really cool. Really cool yeah. Actually. I, I couldn't recommend these highly enough. Um, and what, what I think is cool about without spoilers, there was something in the news, like in the past couple of weeks, uh, from someone who's a part of the Obi-Wan series. And he was kind of quoted, this made it into the news cycle that he was casually talking with you and like before filming a scene. And then they started filming the scene and it took him a few minutes into it to be like, wait a minute, I'm now talking to Obi-Wan. I'm not talking to Ewan. Like, because yeah. he just, That's Camille Nanjiani is, who said that. Yes. <laughs> yes. He, yeah. he is Obi-Wan. Like, he's just a cool yeah. dude. Wow. Uh, I want to, I want to meet him so bad guys. I want to hang out with him so yeah. bad. I'm going to be his best friend. Um, I think that I think that also I think that interview was in either GQ or Vanity Fair or something. And if you want to see Camille's full thing, do it. It was during the Eternals, yeah, uh, press group. But they asked him about Obi Wan, and it's great because Camille has been like a uh, a super nerd dude for years, and you would get to read him be like that. And he he says some some language we can't say in this podcast. Yeah, uh, but he's like that's that, that's Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah. talking to me and it's just like that's who's making the obi-wan show is people that are like this is obi-wan kenobi yes wow but so that's really but fun. i will say so eric and wes then have you guys seen this have you ever watched I've no seen. i haven't i've, I've, I've heard, heard about it oh my gosh man yeah, i've heard, heard about it, about it. I, yeah. out of the three of you though for what it's worth uh, Corey, i think you would you would love this i think though at the same yeah. time you would finish watching this and knowing your personality you'd be like Guys, we're buying motorcycles, motorcycle. and we're going like we're going on a trip. Like I know you well enough listen, to know man, that. Listen, you you laugh, but I'm like I I love those documentaries that are like people that like just dramatically decide that they're unhappy with their life and they want to just do something crazy and they That's sell everything awesome. they own and do something crazy. I mm-hmm. love that. There's there's some documentary <laughs> I can't remember what it's called. Of it's like the the guys that they theorize that. The reason some pineapple plant existed in Mexico is because the Polynesians sailed across the ocean. Have you guys seen that shit? No. You know what I'm talking about? All right, so it's a it's a really really good documentary. I'll, I'll find out what it's called here in a minute and tell you guys what it is. But they literally thought that like a pineapple can grow in Mexico be- that originated in Polynesia, and they were all the science community was all against them. So they they said, you know what, we're gonna freaking test this. So they used technology from the time to build boats like the polynesians did out of wood and then sailed across from freaking polynesia all the way to like mexico and like they nearly died the boats like (laughs) fell apart in the middle of the ocean and like 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 one of the guys that was like the the least the least like convinced that the theory was accurate like freaked out like when all the all the ropes were deteriorating on the boat and he's like we have to use this wire and like the the boat captain grabs the cable and like throws it into the ocean he says no we're doing this the right way it's such a good documentary Jeez. it's about those guys and so like, like i'm obsessed with stuff like this like this is right up my was alley so was one of them in phantom menace is that what? Yes, is that where this absolutely. all comes back to that's, Star Wars? That's the, that's, that's the connection. Was that that's that, that, that was Ben Carcineros? Okay, great. Was that that movie yeah. Pineapple Express? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is it the Con Tiki Expedition? <laughs> that's it. There's there's a film that like yeah. it's not a documentary. There's a there's a there's a documentary about it, but there's also like a film about it too. Wow. And 
Um, fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, so the, the, I don't know why I went on that crazy tangent. <laughs> no, thank you for it's it. one of my favorite documentaries. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> like but you're, you're right. I would love this. I cannot, you know, this, the movie poster you show, it looks familiar, but I don't think I realized it was a documentary. It's so. a whole series. Yeah. Man. I, I mean, hours and hours of just hanging out with you. And that's, what more that's, do you want? That's, that's literally I, what I more do you want to Charles? Exactly right. That sounds fantastic. Let's right, do it. Let's, let's freaking do it, guys. Let's sell everything we own and do it right now. We'll buy motorcycles in Corey's trailer. It'll be we'll great. Bring the trailer. We had, yeah, we gotta go. Trailer. We have to go pick up. Uh, damn it, we have to go pick up. Um, oh, never mind. Forget it. That sucked. <laughs> Wes, come on. Sorry. We should. Carl, we should do we it gotta in, pick like, up Carl. Carl. Sorry. There oh yeah. Carl has a we, we, we should we should do it in like like electric go kart or something stupid. It doesn't make any sense. Something that's not street legal. And the documentary will just be yeah. like, I want Let's you to pull me behind a radio flyer, yeah, exactly. a red radio we'll, flyer. We'll, we'll leave. We'll leave from we'll leave from Texas and we'll get like pulled over in Wes's hometown. And like, uh, I think we'd probably make it all the way we'll through Texas before we get pulled over. <laughs> <laughs> he's state. I like I'm, it. I'm just, just in the radio too. flyer with my legs up, just doing this to all the 18 wheelers. <laughs> all right, guys. Contiki. So Listen, here's go watch the documentary. All right, watch the documentary. Doc- I will say. Right. So we're we're. These are no. These are all fantastic. I just think that are there. Do we want to do any last minutes? We've we've gone in depth about a bunch of them. I think that you. This is like this. Charles was your number one. You. This is the most. I think apt of this entire topic is it's a ewan mcgregor documentary starring ewan yeah. about his life yeah. go do that are there any other last minute ones that we didn't get to that you guys wanted to shout out real quick for uh, people that are flipping through so. waiting for book of boba fett no not no? for me all right i will throw out one we don't have to go into it uh is ex i really machina. like yours yeah ex machina yeah. is a movie from a couple years ago uh oscar isaac yeah. and donald gleason are in it poe and hux are uh, in it it's an amazing amazing movie <clears throat> um uh, I already forgot the director, but Alicia Vikander is really the star of it. Um, and it's basically like a play with about artificial intelligence, about what is reality. Um, and there's a really sweet, disturbing dance sequence with Oscar Isaac. Um, <laughs> and it's just Oscar Isaac and Donald Gleason <clears throat> acting their absolute faces off. And like they're really good in Star Wars, but it's fun when they can just like get a 90-minute film. <clears throat> it's super intense, but also just really freaking well done. If you love sci-fi, like hard sci-fi stuff, Ex Machina cannot recommend recommend enough. It was like one of my movies of that year. It made like yeah. I don't know seven yeah. bucks at the box office. But very, very well done. <laughs> it was. Bucks. It's such a good yeah. movie. It's such a good I, movie to see. If you like, you know what? I I kind of want to watch a movie. But I don't know what to watch. Ex Machina. If you if you've yep. already seen it, watch it again. It's super good. It still holds up. <laughs> I've had multiple people tell me I would really enjoy that. Yeah. Film. Yeah. Oh, and, and Cheryl's Cheryl is absolutely yelling at us with the most obvious answer in the chat, which somehow we never came up with at the beginning. Uh, Indiana Jones. Oh yeah, I mean, let, too, let's, let's be come on. right. There. Let's be let's be honest though. Indiana Jones is almost an extension of Star Wars at this you know, point. It, it, yeah. It's Harrison Ford, George Lucas, Kathleen Kennedy, <laughs> Steven Spielberg. Like, it is so many people that made this thing we love. Right. And if you haven't seen Indiana Jones, honestly, in a while, or you've been like, well, maybe if you've never like, seen it, yeah, you know, yeah, I think we're, I think we're Jones. finally I think we're finally at a at a time. Like in 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 history, in which there are probably a large part of the population who've never seen it. Don't you know that's a great that. point because everyone assumes that your friends have seen it. So you, it's like I've never seen the Godfather Part Two or like like certain things. That yeah, it's like, right. Because oh, everyone assumes you've watched it. Right. Like, Until but now you said Part Two, right? I was about to reach through the screen and slap you. <laughs> Dude, I saw the Godfather <laughs> yeah, two years too. ago. Like, oh, that was still too. Yeah. I told you how into mafia stuff I used to be. Oh my word! Yeah. Oh, another another. 
Discord shout out is The Land Before Time. If, you've, if you were a kid John when you Williams, watched that right? movie, I was uh, say, Kathleen Kennedy, the... right? Really? Yeah. Okay. Kathleen, Kathleen Wait, Kennedy was Kathleen a Kennedy? producer or director or something of that no, uh, cartoon. Yeah. I'm going to save yeah. Andrew a uh, super chat and say, if you like Domino Gleason, uh, About Time. About oh, time. God. A perfect movie. Perfect movie. I've never seen, never seen it. I, I, uh, I've Netflix, started it. Don't know anything about it. Just go in and see it. It's a romantic yeah. slash family movie that'll just make you cry. I started it. I've well, never I don't finished like it. those types of movies, dude. I, I don't like, like, Caitlin, Caitlin picks chick flicks for us to watch, right? I know, I realize that's a sexist term, but, you know. But I get, you, I get the kind of movie you mean. You, you, you understand what I'm talking about, right? So she'll pick a movie, and I, I say, listen, you have to screen this for me. If I'm going to cry like a baby, I'm not watching it. I'm right. sorry. About so- time you will cry. <laughs> Screen Absolutely. it. I, <laughs> nope. Nope. Well, here's what I'll say then. As as we get through all of these, obviously, the Star Wars canon gets bigger every year, right? With writers, actors. So the other products they've done grow and grow. If you like these actors that are doing Star Wars things, if you like these writers that are writing Star Wars books, go buy some of their other stuff. Go support them in their other ways. Go watch these other streaming things because, unfortunately, we, we, we don't try to say this in a lot, but, like, this is an analytics game. Like the numbers on the on the media that people watch and people buy absolutely affects now what people get cast and stuff, what writers get brought back. Like the higher public books have all hit number one so far on the near or, or has all hit rather the New York Times bestseller list, not all number one. But like that means they get to keep writing more. So if you wanna if you wanna see an actor in Star Wars, stream their stuff. Get those numbers up, you know? And maybe you'll find something else that you absolutely love. So I cannot wait to see, honestly, that Ewan documentary I'm so stoked about. I can't wait to finally freaking watch Band of Brothers uh, because I miss the Clone Wars and I want to feel something in my life. Uh, (laughs) But most of all, I will say I can't wait to be back here in a week hanging out with you guys again after my Disney birthday vacation. I'm turning 30 on Friday. I'm going to Disneyland. Happy early birthday. So... Thanks, man. Yeah. I'm very excited. If you're listening to this on audio I'm only, going to Disneyland. <laughs> I'm going to Disneyland. What are you going to do gonna next? Do? <laughs> I will, uh, I'll be building the lightsaber. I'll be doing the whole thing. I'll try to post pictures on Discord or stuff if I remember. But for the most part, I'm just going to be having the time of my life with my paid time off because I'm an adult. PG, uh, what's that like? <laughs> oh, but on that, everyone, that is going to do it for my last 29th birthday episode. Of the Living Force. If you support us on Patreon, thank you so much. Keep your eyes out for our commentaries of Attack of the Clones and Rogue One coming soon. A special thank you to Cheryl Bell, OK Endar, Earl Q, Patrick Ortiz, and Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council. And Tyler Latour, Elizabeth Cloutier, Jason Mitchell, Freddie C, and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Eric Eilerson. Corey is at DocStoresMD. Charles is at C. Hankel. And Wes is at Boss Wes. Special thank you to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor, Ryan, our graphic designer extraordinaire, and Wes, our producer and community manager. Thank you to Corey, Charles, and Wes for podcasting me tonight. Thanks to all of you for tuning in and listening. And as always, may the force be with you. Ka-chow. There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars Fan Code. Embrace it, live by it, and above all, trust in the living force. Join the Utini community and surround yourself with like-minded fans at utini.com.
And remember, the Force will be with you, always.